Welcome to the Midland Moment podcast, the podcast dedicated to telling the story of Midland through the eyes of its employees. I'm your host, Jeremy Wilts, and with me today, I have Dr. Greg Nelson, um, palliative and hospice doctor here at Midland. Welcome, Dr. Nelson. Thank you, Jeremy. So Dr. Nelson was gracious enough to be our first experimental guest on this podcast as we as we launched this. Um, wanted to give just a little bit of a background. We really... Um, value and are, are dedicated to our employees and and telling their story. Um, and Dr. Nelson has a has a great story to tell. So Dr. Nelson, maybe to start, if you could just introduce yourself and tell tell us kind of what led in your career to coming to Midland, um, that would be a great place to start. Yeah, sure. I'm a physician, graduated from KU Medical Center and way back in 1989 as an internal medicine medicine physician. Didn't really know much about hospice at that time. And of course, it was kind of in the early years of hospice. But I went out and moved my family to Dodge City, Kansas, and started my practice out there at the Dodge City Medical Center. But one of my patients was involved in that community at starting the first grassroots hospice in Dodge City and asked me as her physician, would you be our medical director? I didn't know what was going to be involved. They didn't have any patients so far. It didn't sound like it was going to be anything that would make me overly busy. So I said, sure, I'll be your medical director. But I'll tell you, that was a a big turning point for me because the more involved I got with hospice and as that little hospice grew out there in Western Kansas, I came to love hospice a lot more and the people that worked in hospice and and the, the hearts that they had for taking care of patients and families. And so Although I continue with my internal medicine practice out there, I started going to national hospice meetings and I had friends, you know, in eastern Kansas, in fact, friends in Topeka, physician friends who knew of Midland Hospice, and I kind of viewed Midland as the flagship hospice for the state. Um, Our our, uh, CEO out in Dodge City for the hospice out there, Hospice of the Prairie, knew Karen Weikert, who was the CEO here, and they communicated quite a bit. Karen gave our little hospice in Dodge City a lot of advice about how to run a hospice and things and, and was instrumental in helping us get started out there. And so as I was turning 50 years old and my kids were graduating from high school and leaving home and I was loving hospice more and more, I was thinking, you know, I could probably do hospice for the rest of my career. I wonder if anybody might be interested in a full-time hospice medical directorship, which really you couldn't really do out in Dodge City, which is too small out there. But it so happened at the time, Midland was in a position where they were really wanting a hospice, a full-time hospice medical director. So I met Karen Weikert at a conference and she arranged for me to come out and interview and things just fell into place magically looking back on it. And um, it was just a perfect thing for me to move to Topeka with my wife. Our kids, as I mentioned, were grown and gone. Our parents were aging in this part of the state. And so it was a good time for us to move back here for that reason too. And everything just fell into place. And here I am still. And so how long ago was that that you moved? How long have you been working at Midland? Since 2007, I was hired as the full-time medical director then. I was basically here by myself at that time. And we had, gosh, a pretty thriving hospice at that time. And then can you tell us a little bit about what your current role is um, within the Midland ecosphere that it is now? You know, Midland's gone through a lot of changes and growth since since 2007. We had a PACE program that had just barely started then. So I was being our only physician. I was active in PACE also. PACE has grown hugely, of course, since then. PACE is just such an amazing program. 
I have stuck kind of more towards the hospice and palliative care side of things, though. Um, until very recently, I was the medical director for hospice, which, you know, is a designation that's required by Medicare and CMS. Um, I, we started a palliative care program about four years after I started here, and we're seeing not only patients in the hospital, but patients in the community. So I guess I can say that Midland, because they're always forward-looking and very community-minded, we've grown programs based on need. And it's been exciting for me to be on the cusp of that. You know, I've always been interested in palliative care. When I came to Topeka, I didn't know if I would be an active in palliative care, say in the hospital, but I love hospital medicine. Midland recognized that. And so they encouraged us to start an inpatient palliative care program. And by golly, we did. And we made it work. So for those that aren't familiar with what palliative care is, it's a, it's a term we hear all the time here, but what, how would you describe palliative care in your own words? You know, the hospice movement revolutionized patient care because it brought to the patient things that standard medical care just didn't bring. It brought social workers, it brought chaplains, it brought home health aides, it brought nursing visits to your home. and it brought great care. And people started asking the question kind of in the mid 1990s, you know, this is, this is what medicine should be like. Why can't people that aren't dying, but have severe illness, have a team approach to medicine like this. And so palliative care grew out from that. And people were physicians and nurse practitioners were trained in palliative care to provide good pain management, good symptom management, whole person care, by utilizing a team approach for patients that, yeah, they may have pretty bad heart failure, but they're not really in that, you know, last six months of life, but they need that kind of care. And so it became recognized as a medical specialty. I think it was in 2003, palliative care was. Um, we take a board exam and we're, we're certified as qualified to practice in palliative care since then. And, um, it's been kind of incorporated into not just cancer medicine, which is, seems like the natural place for it, but in cardiology and pulmonology and hospitals. We provide a team approach to care like hospice does for patients that they're not ready for hospice yet. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think you were actually sitting in a meeting with me one time when we heard a physician describe that every day she tries to give people the most days they can possibly have. And what you guys really specialize in is however many days are left, making those the best days um, that that patient could possibly have. And I thought that was a really cool description of the amazing work that you guys do. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it, getting the most out of every day. So you've been here since 2007. So what keeps you at Midland? What, what about Midland makes you want to come to work every day? You know, we have a beautiful campus. Um, it's fun to just drive onto campus every day and think, gosh, I work here. This is pretty cool. But it's the people that really make the difference. Um, you know, I love hospice nurses. I love home health aides. I love chaplains. I mean, their hearts are in the right place. Those that, that want to do hospice and palliative care work, it's those are just the people I like to be around. Um, that's that's what really keeps me here. That and the fact that, as I mentioned before, Midland is so community minded and always looking ahead about what can we do next to better serve our community. 
the, you know, I wake up every day excited about coming to work, knowing that I'm not sure what's going to come down the pike today, but um, Midland's going to step up and try to meet, meet the need. And I want to be part of that. When I think that you probably have more stories than we could ever have time to record of the amazing things that um, Midland has been able to offer through patients, through the amazing employees that we have. But does anything stand out in your mind, a story or two that stands out of things that just kind of made you go, wow, like this is what we do every day. And it's such an amazing and opportunity and blessing to be able to get to do what we do. You know, anybody that starts work at Midland, I would encourage them to do what I didn't do. And that is write down all the cool things that I experienced just day to day. But naturally, some stories really do stand out. I can think of a patient that I originally met in palliative care. Gosh, I was at the cancer center at St. Francis and this just wonderful gentleman with prostate cancer, metastatic to bone, a lot of pain issues, really had no treatment options left, but they were trying to you know, continue to treat him. And I met him there and provided some good pain management. We started supporting his family a little bit more and communicating with them so they understood his disease a little better. But eventually things got to the point where he needed hospice. And so when he came to me one day, we talked about hospice. It sounded like that was what he wanted. And he wanted Midland Hospice because he wanted me to continue as his physician. And then, although he was kind of nervous about hospice, when he met his hospice nurse, it was basically, he basically fell in love, so to speak. And, and they just hit it off like crazy. And I, of course, got to know what was going on with him after he transitioned to hospice because I, I supervised that hospice team in the team meetings that we had. And it was fun to hear the nurse come and just in, and during IDT say, oh, my gosh, I just love this guy. He's so sweet. And and so there's another Midland program that was going to be taking care of this guy after he was done with palliative care. And they did our hospice team just did such a wonderful job with him. He wanted to go fishing. We figured out ways to get him fishing and get him feeling good enough to go with his family. He wanted to go visit family in Iowa. We figured out a way to make that happen. Um, and I ran into his wife um, just a couple of days ago. In fact, he he passed away a couple of months ago, but I ran into his wife and she was she just went on and on about about how glad she was for the care that hospice provided, how grateful she'd been for everything, and and that the family was doing okay. She was getting some bereavement care. You know, it just it just validated for me the importance of the work that we do and even things that I don't get to see get done every day, like bereavement care. But how important things like that are for patients and families kind of behind the scenes that the average person doesn't hear about, but that we're doing and working hard at every day. And I think that's huge. And I think what you mentioned about um, the continuum of care that Midland offers and I Talk a little bit about how you've seen that form over the years. Obviously, you came when PACE was first starting and, you know, you've added palliative care and all of those things. What what benefits do you feel like you've seen with your patients by having that continuum? Well, I, you know, I mentioned how our basic health care system just doesn't meet the needs very well of, of complicated patients, especially patients with complicated families and, and advanced disease. These programs overlap that Midland does so much. Um, I can think of times when we've got a patient in our palliative care program and we're trying to manage them, but they're obviously having more needs than we can provide in palliative care. Like say they need home health aids and they need maybe more nursing visits than we can provide in palliative care. Well, guess what? We have a PACE program. 
let's consult PACE and have the PACE come over and talk to them and see if they would fit better into the PACE program. We've had a number of patients in our palliative care program that wind up transitioning to PACE because they're going to be able to serve their needs better. We've even had hospice patients that it appeared at first that their prognosis was poor, but with good care and hospice, they actually stabilized and frankly, weren't terminal anymore. And guess what? PACE turned out to be a better thing for them than hospice was. So we transitioned them from hospice to PACE. Oh, I don't know. We have patients that sometimes graduate from hospice and come to palliative care because of, of how much better they're doing. And so because of, because of the different programs that Midland has been able to grow, I just think we're much better suited to meet the needs of a community than almost any place else. And it's really, we've become almost the one-stop shop for healthcare needs for seniors in the area. Any, any time in that spectrum of, of those aging, at, aging in place, aging at home years, we can, we can help to meet their need, which is really cool. That's exactly right. And you know, people want to be at home and that's what Midland's all about. We're figuring out ways to keep people in their home. So Dr. Nelson, what excites you about the next steps of Midland, the future of Midland, the things that you're seeing on the horizon? Um, you know, healthcare is trying to figure itself out right now. And I think we have an administration that tries to be on the leading edge of what's going on in the country. You know, PACE is an exciting example of something that Midland is trying to grow, not just for Topeka or even our current service area, but around the state. And so I see Midland trying to meet the needs, gosh, in this, in this whole third of the state right now through PACE, which is just an amazing program. Every time I talk to a physician about PACE, they look at me like, are you kidding? How, how come I didn't know about this? So I, you know, I think as, as healthcare changes and we're working harder to keep people out of the hospital, things, um, programs like PACE are gonna get more traction. And states like Kansas are going to look at a PACE program and think, why aren't we doing this more? Why, why isn't this the standard? Why, why, why isn't, you know, why aren't, this saves us so much money and provides such better care. Why aren't, why aren't we investing more in this? And, I, I, and Midland is right there, I think, right there waiting for, you know, those decisions to be made to take off. Yeah, and I think it's fun to, to sit here and, and look at that and see how Midland has just positioned itself as, as whole person care. Right. Um, and, and now that uh, we're, we're moving forward in those directions, it's, it's cool to see all of that come kind of full circle. So one last fun, I didn't warn you about this question, but one last fun question just to maybe learn a little bit of insight. So when you were a kid, what, what job did you feel like you were going to be doing at this point in your life? Yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, at one point, I thought I was going to be a veterinarian. And then when I realized, oh, it takes like six years after high school to become a veterinarian, I don't want to spend that much time in school. But I actually wound up spending 13 years in school, past high school, to become a doctor and then an internal medicine doctor. And then, of course, wound up getting hospice training on top of that. So I've been in a lifelong learning position. I never would have guessed that I would be here. Um, I thought I wanted to be an engineer at one point. In fact, I got a degree in engineering at K from K-State, but quickly learned that 
you know, I, it wasn't, I was really, really wasn't cut out for that kind of work. And I think God was working in my life and changing me in ways to head me in this direction. And, um, so I think God gets credit for changing me from the inside and, um, pointing me more toward people. Um, I, you know, I love science. I love, I appreciate my science background. Um, I think it's made me a better physician and a better problem solver. Um, but it, I, I think I, I was given a heart for people and, um, I wouldn't have expected that at it when I was young. I, I thought I was going to be stuck in a lab someplace doing science, but here I am um, holding people's hands at the end of life and um, and making sure that, as we said, every day is as good as it possibly can be. And I think any of anyone that meets you can can see that love for people and that that love for um, making sure that the journey towards end of life is the best journey possible and is really a beautiful part of their life. Thank you, Dr. Nelson, for joining us today. And uh, we'll be back with another installment in the future. Thank you, Jeremy. My pleasure.